This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. Now, do you constantly criticize and negatively judge yourself? Perhaps you just feel like a failure. Well, in this teaching, you'll learn why these thoughts and feelings are simply not true. They are a lie. We'll be explaining what causes you to feel like this and what you can do to break this cycle of negative thinking. Okay, David, so how common is this issue of self-worth and worthlessness amongst your clients? Really common. I would say this is one of the three lies, for those of you new to our channel, the inner child part of your mind is based on three lies. I'm not good enough, I can't cope, I'm unlovable, or I have no worth. And this is the one that you hear the most. I have no worth or I have no value and I have to look outside for validation, for approval, for reassurance. So it's a very common subject. That when people come with other things, when we do the golden thread process, then you'll find out it will come down to one of these three lies. And having no worth or worthlessness is one of the most common ones. And so the golden thread process is the therapy model you use with all your clients to move from the surface level emotions, so that might be hopelessness, anxiety, depression, however the... Fear of failure. The feelings of worthlessness manifest in different ways for different people. And then moving from those emotions down to looking at the thoughts and the beliefs that are creating those emotions. And that really is the key to the golden thread process is so many of us, we've been taught and we've been brought up to focus on our emotions, to try and avoid the emotions, to keep them down, to manage them, to, to, do, uh, to do anything. But we don't understand a very simple lesson. You are the creator of your emotions. Therefore, you cannot be the victim. This is what I say to all of my clients is when we start, do you accept that you create your emotions? You cannot be the victim of something that you're creating, so why would you create them? And my clients normally reply something like this, okay, I've watched your videos, David. Intellectually, I agree with you. And then they use the three-letter word, but. And but always means there's a part of their mind that I'm calling the inner child You may prefer to call it your ego, your subconscious mind, your emotional mind, or you may have another word for it, a little devil that sits on your corner, your negative self-talk. We're talking about the same thing. I like to label the inner child because as you see in this video, it allows you to address that part of the mind and to educate it and to bring it back into balance. So before we dig a little bit deeper to understand why it is we're not thinking in a balanced way, what's going on with our inner child, what what's the kind of spiritual teaching, David, on self-worth or worthlessness? What's... Well, it, if, you, if you believe that you are unique, if you believe that there is no one in the universe like you, 
then how can you compare yourself to be superior or inferior? How can somebody have worth and you have no worth? It becomes a nonsense. If, if you believe, if I look at you now and say, there is no one in the universe like you, no one. You are totally unique. Now, you either believe that or you say, no, David, there are people in the world better than me or I'm worse than them. But that means you're bringing in a judgmental statement. And when you bring in a judgmental statement, we call in our model CCJ, when you are criticizing, comparing, or being judgmental, you need to know, first of all, who is the superior one that's making the judgments? And secondly, what rules are they judging you by? And so it can't be you, can it? Because you've already said, I'm worthless. So it can't be you making the judgments. So who is it making the judgments? And you know what my clients normally say? They don't say these words, but this is what I hear. The faceless jury, everybody else, those out there, could be my friends, my family, my boss, my colleagues. It's just whoever, whoever looks at me funny, whoever criticizes me, whoever compares me, they're superior to me. Really? You really believe that? And that's when I say, stop it. Stop it. You know that's nonsense. And why do you fall into this trap and put yourself in shackles and put other people superior to you and you inferior and give them worth and take worth away from you? This whole process really doesn't make sense. And that's why you get confused, because it just literally doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. I think there's an important distinction to make here that, you know, you said, well, you how you you unique, no one can be better or worse than you. Now, it's a fact that someone can be better at you than doing, say, mathematics or doing Absolutely. art. But what when we when we're stuck in a cycle of believing we're not good enough as an individual, we're worthless as an individual, what are inner child, our ego, our mind is doing is labeling the whole of us right. as not being good enough. We're not We're not just saying, oh, well, I'm not as good as they are at art or I'm not as good mm -hmm. as they are at building. You know, we're actually labeling and condemning the whole of us as a person. And that's that's the problem. But you've you've touched on the point there, you see. So that's what the inner child part of the mind will want to do. So let's answer your first point. I use your example. Someone can be better at art than you. That's a fact. No problem. You could be hopeless at drawing. But that doesn't mean to say they're better than you. It just means to say they have a skill that you haven't got. But I will guarantee you, you have a skill they haven't got. See, it makes no sense. And then you say, well, that part of your mind, you said, that I'm labeling the inner child, it could be called the ego, could be this. They then make it personal, and that's correct. Why do they make it personal? Because the inner child does want to be better than everyone else. It doesn't want to say it because it knows that's ridiculous, but it does want to be superior. It does want to be on a pedestal. It does want other people to be amazed with them. 
It does because it believes that if it's on a pedestal, if it's better than everybody else at everything, art or whatever, if they're the best, then they will never get criticised. They will never get negatively judged. They will never get compared negatively. So what the part of your mind, the inner child, is trying to put itself in a position where other people cannot judge them, judge you negatively. And that's what it's trying to do. And that's the game it's playing. And that's the story that you've bought into. And that's what drags you into the carousel of despair. And with your clients, David, is it a case of they're striving to be perfect, to be on this pedestal for the reasons you've just said? And if they don't achieve that, which no one can achieve that, then it's like boom or bust. It's like they will go to the other extreme right. and they say, they'll say, I am not good enough. So they won't say, oh, I'm 70% of the way there or I've got a little bit, you know, 30% to go till I get onto my pedestal. It's all or nothing. So it's we're setting ourselves up for complete failure if we follow that trajectory. Well, we have to fail. And what you just described is what we call the emotional pendulum. So I like what you said. I didn't use that word, but that's a better word to use. The inner child wants to be perfect. That's what the inner child wants. It wants to be perfect at everything. Because it wants that, because it believes that if it's perfect, then no one will ever criticize it, compare it, or be judgmental. Now, as you quite rightly said, it can't reach that. So then, like a pendulum, it swings right to the other side, and that's when he says, well, that must mean then I'm not good enough, I can't cope, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I have no value, other people have to give me value. And if they don't give me value, poor me, that's because I'm not worthy. And so if I convince myself I'm not worthy, here's a little nuance. If I already tell myself the negative, if I'm already self-critical, when they do it, it won't be so bad, will it? Because I've already prepared myself for it. But this, what this affects is the law of attraction. Because in your head, you have this negative script running all of the time, all of the time. And this is what people don't understand. They say, well, how do I wake up feeling scared, David? If I create scared, I've just been asleep. And I say, yes, you could be asleep, but the negative script is still running in your dreams, in your thoughts, is so deep in your belief system that that's the story, that's the computer program, if you can prefer, that's running your life. And that's what you have to reprogram. You have to reprogram these beliefs that's setting the part of your mind that I'm labeling the inner child. But David, what about when someone says to you, it's not me, well, it's not me saying I'm worthless, I'm not good enough, I'm not just making it up. I was actually told when I was a child by my parents or I was made to feel not good enough by them. So that's where it's come from. It's kind of got nothing to do with me. And I would say that's my proof how awesome you are because if you've come through a childhood and many of my clients have come through this childhood where you have been negatively told that you're not good enough, you'll not be as good as your brother, you're too fat, you're too thin, you don't look attractive, you're not pretty, and you are negatively 
attacked, verbally attacked and given that dysfunctional upbringing. My goodness, aren't you absolutely amazing to have come through that? How on earth did you do it? You are victorious. The only way that that can affect you now, listen to what I'm going to say, the only way that what your parents said to you can affect you is whether you believe that they were correct. Do you believe your parents were correct? When your parents looked you in the eye and said to you, you're not good enough, you have no value, you have no worth, were they correct? Do you believe them? Truly, honestly, do you believe what your parents said? Then if you're saying, well, yes, I do, like my clients do, and I say, so you followed and believed everything your parents said, and they smile and they go, of course not. Then why are you choosing to believe that and reject this? See, you have to be empowered. This is why we do these videos. You have to get off this familiar carousel of these lies. I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm worthless. This is nonsensical. It does not even make sense. I've been doing this job for 45 years. I haven't had one client make that make sense to me. Because somebody tells you you have no value, does that mean you have no value? Why would you promote them as the soothsayer of your life? Does your parents know the whole journey of your life and they can fortune tell that the rest of your life you're not going to be good enough? This is wrong thinking. And it's your thinking that's wrong. And the only person that can change this thinking and these beliefs are you. Don't believe it when somebody says they can get you to believe something more. You believe this. You are actively believing this. If you have any of those three lies, I'm not good enough, I can't cope, I'm unworthy, unlovable, that you are believing it. If somebody told you, you are saying they are correct. And I am now going to build my life on what yeah. they said. Because your parents or the teacher or whoever told you or inferred to you that you weren't good enough or you were worthless as a child, criticized you, negatively judged you, they may not even be around now. But it's like our inner child, when we're a young child, we take that feedback and we lock it in and we hold it as the truth. And now we are... We've grown up, we're essentially holding on to that and we're, we're torturing ourselves with it. We, they don't need to be around anymore because we're doing their job for them. We're criticising ourselves. Exactly, and let me explain why the inner child does that. And this is what happens to us all. We all are brought up and we're in an environment and quite rightly and naturally and truly when we're a child, when we're a baby and when we're a young child, we are codependent. We have to be. We can't feed ourselves. We can't put ourselves to bed. We can't change our own diapers. We are codependent. And so, therefore, those people who we are codependent on, our parents, our grandparents, our extended family, they are extremely important to us. And so it is very natural and normal. It, it would be strange to be otherwise that when they tell us something, 
the child believes it to be true. It's normal. The problem comes, and why we do these videos, is that's quite acceptable when you are six, seven, eight, perhaps nine, ten. But when do you question those beliefs? And for a lot of my clients, they never question the belief. As you've just explained, they've owned the belief. They've digested, swallowed the belief. And somebody else's belief, I'm even saying that they believed it. I'm even saying, let's say your father believed you were hopeless. Let's say he actually believed it. But why do you swallow it and why do you believe it? Now, when you were a child, that would be understandable. You also believed in the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus. Totally understandable. But as you grew older and you matured and you engaged in your own spiritual journey, what I believe should be truth, honesty and integrity, you then question that teaching. Like you question me. You should question me. You question the teaching and you say, is that true? Do they know me? Can they define the rest of my life? Can I say that again? Do they define the rest of your life? Does your childhood define the rest of your life? I'm saying no, unless you want it to. Your childhood is just a chapter in your story. You can keep going back and rereading that chapter. That becomes your choice. But it's just a chapter. I would prefer you to look at the new chapter and not look back at the old chapter. I'm wondering, David, in your experience with your clients, how many of them seek to recreate that chapter? So recreate the codependency, the negative feedback from partners in, in the partners they choose. So if they had a situation whereby, where they were criticized, treated harshly when they were young, how many of them seek to create the same kind of dynamics with their relationship partners when they get older, which then further perpetuates the, the kind of feelings of worthlessness not being good enough? Great question, Alex, because a lot of them do exactly that. Because the, one of the characteristics of the part of the mind that I'm calling the inner child is familiarity. I'd love to find a more powerful word, but that is the word. The child favors the familiar. Even if it's negative, even if it doesn't work, the child will always lean towards the familiar. The child dislikes the unknown. And so therefore, if you have been raised in a dysfunctional household in whatever way, then you are more likely and be drawn to a similar familiarity because it is more comfortable. Isn't that strange to use these words, familiar, very friendly words, aren't they? Familiar and comfortable. Some of my clients say easier, but this is your inner child. It kind of persuades you, it tells you the story because then it's hearing the same thing off your partner or off your boss or off your friends. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy or confirmation bias. Then the child can say, there you are, look, that's proof I'm not good enough. That's proof 
that I have no value. That's proof I'm worthless. Look how they treated me. Look how this treated me. And this is what I get the most when I'm going to put this challenge out to you here. If you can prove to me that you ha are not good enough, can't cope, or unlovable, unworthy, unvaluable, whichever word you want to say, please write in the comment below. I issued this challenge two or three times. Nobody's done it. What they will write, and if you look at the comments, people will write, ah, David, I can prove to you I'm not good enough because. But what they're giving me is the consequence of believing you're not good enough, not the reason that made you not good enough. You would have to write, David, I'm not good enough because my father told me, my mother told me. I'm not good enough, David, because my father told me I wasn't good enough. Well, the next question is, well, why would you believe him? How does he know whether your worth is? How can he judge your worth for the rest of your life? He may even believe it, but that doesn't mean it's true. And this consequence thing, David, just to be clear, that will be commonly things like, well, because I've had three failed relationships, because I can never hold down a job, because I'm struggling financially. These are all the consequences of living and breathing and perpetuating the belief that we're not good enough. That's what happens when we believe we're not good enough. That's not the original origin of the belief. Unless you can say, I was born not good enough. But even that doesn't make any sense because somebody is saying, oh, here's this baby just been born and they're not good enough. Well, you've now got to judge who's saying that. Mm. Mm. Is that the midwife? Is that your father, your mother? How do they make that judgment? How can we just trust that, ju that judgment? This does not make sense. This is a feeling that you create caused by a belief that's a faulty belief that you've inherited. You've, somebody's given you a pill and you've swallowed it and you now own it. And you have that belief, and that's where you can make the change. You examine, digest, deconstruct that belief, and then say, is this the truth? Not what is the consequence that happens in my life when I believe it, because I can tell you the consequence. Negative. As Alex says, failed relationships, not holding down a job, poor financial situations, because if you believe you have no value, guess what the law of attraction will provide for you? Things with no value. If you believe you're worthless, what are you going to attract in your life? This is not kind of rocket science. If you went out with a partner and you dated for a few dates and then you said to them, right, I've got something important to tell you about me. I'm worthless. What the partner's going to say, well, that's great. You know, I really want to be with somebody who's worthless. You wouldn't say that, but you're thinking it, and then your actions show it. The way you talk, the words you use, the way you dress, the way you eat, the way you exercise, what jobs you do. These are all the consequences of these beliefs. So what you're saying, David, is to really dig out at the very roots yeah. the pro this problem to change this habit of negative thinking. You have to work at the level of 
identifying, exposing, examining, questioning the belief and changing it to something which is a reflection of the truth, not something that you were handed when you were young. Exactly, Alex. You have to do the golden thread process. You have to go back to where you accepted this belief. And as you, your example is great. And some of my clients do say that. Well, I was actually told I wasn't good enough. And I go, great, okay. Do you believe it? And I go, well, my parents told me. Yes, I agree. Your parents told you. Let's say they stood you into a room and said, right, your mom and dad have had, you know, your, your, your mom and dad have had this discussion when you was in bed last night around the kitchen table and we've decided you're not good enough. But does that make it true? Mm. Now, if you say yes, that makes it true, then you have to now explain to me why you are giving them the authority to define the rest of your life. The rest of your life. Why are you giving these people, whether it's your mother, father, grandparents, teacher, as Alex said, this happens to a lot of my clients, a teacher will say this. And when we do the golden thread, it goes back to something a teacher said. A sibling, a brother. Are you letting them, are you building the foundation of who you are as a spiritual, amazing human being on what someone else says? And I would say, that's when I say, stop it. Stop it now. This makes no sense. And you authentically know this makes no sense. But you've been doing it for so long. You've built up the story. And in a way, it's very familiar. And some of my clients are embarrassed to tell me, it's easier, David. It's easier to think this way. It gives me a way out. I can go away and be sorry for myself and create negative feelings and I can look at validation for other people and I can try and manipulate them to give me value, to give me worth, to make me feel better. If it wasn't for them, it's the way they look at me. Oh, they're not treating me right. It's always looking outside of yourself externally instead of looking inside internally because that is the only place that you will make the change internally. Thank you, David. Well, I can put a link in the show notes to many more teachings that will help you with this subject. So that is, includes teachings on reparenting the inner child, understanding a little bit more about the CCJ, that's the comparing, criticizing, and being judgmental, and also how to change your beliefs in relation to negative patterns of thinking. If you have found the teaching helpful, please do let us know and perhaps share it with someone else who you think may also benefit. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, He supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. 
Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.